In a world where social media and outrageous beauty standards reign supreme, Girls in Real Life encourages young women to love themselves by living fearless and filter-free. Society might have its own idea of what a girl should be, but we're here to remind you of what it truly means to be a girl in real life. Now, let's get into this week's episode. All right, you guys, we are going to get into this week's episode. I have a very special guest with me today, and I'm going to let her introduce herself and let her tell you guys a little bit more about who she is. Hi, I'm Julia. Um, I'm 20 years old, and I am from Madison, Mississippi. I graduated high school in 2018, and I made the choice to go and model full-time. So I signed to my agency in Mississippi when I was like 16, and then Fast forward to 2018, I went to LA for a couple months, then I went to Turkey, and I went to Istanbul, and I went to New York. So the past two years, like since I finished high school, have been crazy whirlwind of just like traveling and getting to have experiences, and um, I love cooking, and I love exercise, and I love um, life, and I love Jesus, <laughs> and I, yeah, that, that's, that's a little bit of me. <laughs> I love it. That's so awesome. I've literally never been out of the country, so you are a very lucky 20-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> So what I want to know is how did you get started into modeling? Like, is this something you always knew you wanted to do? Did it just kind of happen? I never really thought about it because like, I've always been kind of like on the taller side from my whole life. But for my hairdresser, for some reason, she was like, you should model. And I'm like, really? Like me? I'm like awkward. That would not be good. <laughs> but so then, you know, I was like, maybe I'll just submit some pictures for fun for the heck of it. And I ended up getting signed to my mother agency, JEA, which I'm assigned to. Mm-hmm. Um, and love her. Jamie is the most awesome agent. Like love her. So I signed when I was 16. And then a couple months later, she took us, a group of us to this, um, this event called the Industry Network. We're basically like a bunch of scouts and agencies from all over the place. They come and they scout models. And it was like kind of this big kind of competition kind of thing. So I ended up being signed to LA Models at that time. Like it was like four months after I signed. I still had no clue what I was doing. <laughs> I was like, so what is mod- I think modeling was like so confusing to me. I didn't know what the heck it was. But right. I ended up signing to LA Models as a junior in high school. And then from there, I kind of just went that summer. And then I made the plans to like do it for real. <laughs> Um, so I know at an earlier time in your life, you were struggling with an eating disorder. Can you tell us a little bit about what the eating disorder was and when did you realize that that was what you were dealing with? Yeah. So basically I was like a gymnast for like 10 years. So I was always in the gym, like working out and doing like training. And it was kind of just part of me. I, I loved it. Um, but then I, qu- I ended up quitting like my 10th grade year cause I got too tall and it was just yeah. time to quit. Um, and so I, it was like, I got this fear and I'm like, Oh no, what if I like start gaining weight because I like, don't have like gymnastics anymore. And so it became this like a rational, like, Oh, I have to work out a ton. I have to start eating healthier. And it was just not, it would end up, it started off innocent, but it ended up kind of spiraling. And that was, that was like my sophomore year of high school. And so it was kind of nothing really happened. I kind of just started working out a ton and then nothing happened for a good year. I, I was kind of in that, starting to get develop bad habits and um, there's no outward consequences yet as I was developing those habits, but I could tell, like, I couldn't really tell, but people were noticing like, you seem to be like working out a lot. And I was like, no, no, I love to work out. It's so fun. Yeah. But I was doing it for the wrong reasons. I was doing it. Oh, I need to like burn calories and lose weight. Not for like, Oh, I want to feel good. So mm-hmm. that was kind of like the, an issue. And then my senior year is when it got really bad. And I was like, okay, I got to like really eat super healthy because I'd gone to LA that summer for the first time to like, you know, try out modeling with my agency. And so I saw all these models and they were all like so like beautiful and so thin. And I was like, Oh gosh, like I got to like get, get I got to, you know, step it up and do well. So I was like, I should start eating my healthy. And so 
again, started off really innocent, but then I started cutting out food groups. Oh, carbs are bad. Oh, I can't eat rice. That's bad. That's bad. Don't let me fat. Like there's all these things that are deemed bad by society and air quotes bad. And I got this irrational fear and I started just cutting all these foods out. And then before I knew it, I didn't even, I wasn't trying. Like it wasn't like I was consciously trying to like lose much weight. I just was like, okay, I have to eat healthy or else I will not be able to model. Because for me, in my, my head, modeling success was equated with, okay, I have to diet and be skinny and da da Because I was already, nat- I naturally have a slender frame. But so I, you put all that restriction and all the extra exercise and the cardio and all that. And I lost like 20 pounds, which I did, could not even have to lose. So it was wow. really, really dangerous. And I lost my period. And I still have not, it's been four, four years and I have never had one still. So it's still, I'm lasting those consequences. I'm suffering those consequences still from to this day. Um, so it ended up my senior year, I ended up spiraling downward into a really bad place. And to me, I, I was so, I still struggled with body dysmorphia and body image problems. So to me at that point, I thought I looked great. I was like, I'm do, I look so good. I look so toned. I'm, I'm so amazing, but I looked horrible. I was like a skeleton. I went, in, I went in for a meeting. This is January of my senior year. I was planning to go to LA and like go, go live there in like August. So I was, it was like that same year. And I was like, I was like 90 something pounds and it was horrible. And I walked into my meeting with my agent, Jamie. And she was like, Julie, like, what happened to you? And I was like, what do you mean? I look so good. <laughs> she, like, sat me down, like, seriously. And she was like, Julia, like, I don't think you understand. Like, you are not well. Because I could not see it. I was so just blinded. I was like, I'm yeah. doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm eating healthy. They told me to eat healthy. I'm eating healthy. I'm, you know, all things I'm, I should be doing. But I, it, it was the wrong way. I did it so wrong. And so that moment she told me, you cannot go to LA and model if you do not get healthy. And that was the moment my whole world crushed because like my, all my plans were rooted in that. Like, okay, I'm going to go to high school. I'm going to go to model. And that's my whole plans and my whole, like, you know, it was all crumbling before my eyes. And so I just kind of had to break down like what? Because I thought I, I was, I would never, I never wanted to like gain weight. I was like, no, I, I like it. Like I like, I feel confident. I feel good. Mm-hmm. But I was starving and it was not a good time, but I was so ill. I couldn't even see that. But it was that that made me realize that, oh gosh, okay, I really have to get better because if I don't, I can't even go model and do what I want to do if I don't even do that. Yeah. The, I, the thing I was doing to try to get to this thing of modeling, I couldn't even do modeling if I didn't, you know, stop doing that. So uh, right. I'm rambling. But yeah, that's kind of where that. <laughs> that, that no, I definitely <laughs> think like the modeling industry for sure pushes a standard of beauty, but I feel like society within itself even just through the media, through magazines, like from a young age, we're exposed to this quote unquote standard of beauty that we're supposed to meet. And it's like, we spend most of our lives trying to impress other people or look good for somebody else or fit into a mold that we think we're supposed to be. And, you know, I've realized that as I've gotten older, that's super unhealthy and like comparing yourself it's so easy these days with social media. And then I know for me, like even when I'm going on castings, I look around and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's so much taller than me. Like I'm only 5'5", five five, so I'm super short. I have really chunky legs. You know, um, my entire career, people have told me you need to lose the muscle in your legs. You need to lose weight in your legs. You're too muscular. But I'm like, you guys, I've been a volleyball player since I was 12 years old. Like this is, this is just who I am. And so I definitely dealt with not body dysmorphia so much to say, but just trying to figure out a way that I can appeal to the masses, especially when I'm trying to like book jobs and it's like messing with your money and they don't want to book you because of the way that you look, even though, oh, your face is so beautiful. You know, I get that all the time, but, and there's always a but, like, you know, know. and it's so frustrating because 
like I said, it's just so easy to compare yourself to other people and feel like you're not living up to the standard that you're supposed to be. Yeah. Comparison is a thief of joy. You know, it's a cliche, but like, it's true. Cause the minute I, you start like looking at somebody else and like trying to be like, Oh, I have to be like that. You're diminishing your own value that you place on yourself. Right. You know? So like it's subconscious. Like, Oh, like, look at her. Like it's like this like threat, like, Oh, this pink, like I need to do better. But right. like, no, that's, that's not who I'm created to be. You know, like any job or any person or any organization that does not want me as I am is not one I want to be associated with. You know, right. that's hard because there's so many jobs like you want to get and they're awesome. But like, you know, if they want me to change like a big, a big portion of myself to fit into their mold, then maybe that's not meant for me. You know, I've had, that's right. been a hard thing to accept, but it's, you know, that's who I am and you take it or leave it. And I'm okay. Right. <laughs> so it sounds like at the time you didn't really understand that that's what you were dealing with. And it seems like other people maybe push you to see like realize this is not healthy so how did how did that go like how did you overcome you know those habits that you had developed how did you end up overcoming that it was not easy honestly I still consider myself to be in recovery because like you never really you're always kind of in recovery because one step backwards and you could relapse and you know so it's like yeah. a the constant you're not recovering you're kind of like it's a journey it's a, it's a when your body is a journey I found that like you know my body is a journey our bodies are all a journey you know you mm-hmm. kind of you have a body and then throughout your whole life you're told to change it or do this and you, it goes through so much and like it's, it's a journey um but once I kind of realized okay I have to like get better I have to like do this it was hard and like at first because I had not been eating a lot like I mean I, I didn't like starve myself I still ate like you know meals a day and I was eating these mm-hmm. nice big healthy meals that looked so big but they were just like lots of vegetables and very high volumes of like yeah. not, not much food. So just eating like normal amounts again and like just kind of slowly introducing like foods. I was like fear foods. I was afraid of like cheese and like chocolate chips. Like every morning I would add chocolate chips to my oatmeal. You know, just these little victories kind of here and there. And, and yeah. like, it seems small, like eating chocolate chips made me so anxious. I was like, oh, I mean chocolate. I'm going to get fat. Like it was this irrational, like the voice in my head is so irrational. So talking truth into those like thoughts because whenever you're in that you know in your sort of mindset you kind of there's not even a healthy voice your voice is your voice is just ill it's telling you if you eat this then you're gonna do this and if that's too much you shouldn't do that and it's kind of yelling at you all the time yeah so part of recovery is learning how to talk back to that voice so I learned you know hey this cheese is not bad for me I can eat this cheese it's okay like these small little things kind of grew and to help me get over that and to kind of slowly but it still was really hard and there's lots of you whenever you first start recovering you get really bloated because you aren't used to all this food and all kinds of issues and just it was hard but throughout that like in January I found out I had to gain like 20 pounds and so that in itself is terrifying somebody who already is struggling with that and plus in society that is afraid of gaining weight like our society is so fat phobic and we're so like you know lose weight and diet and so in being surrounded by all this media that was telling me you should diet and like lose weight and like models be skinny and, blah, 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 and all this stuff but like I was having to gain 20 pounds like didn't they like not I wouldn't I couldn't exercise I couldn't work out I had right. to go food and I was like I'm miserable I hate this so much <laughs> it's like it 180 of what you thought you were supposed to do exactly so I realized that way okay maybe modeling is not what I thought it was maybe like like what I need to do is not what I thought I had to do and so it's true like, I had a totally misconstrued just version in my head of what I was supposed to do but I had to kind of relearn that and I think I'm so grateful for my experiences because now I feel like my relationship with food is so much more healthy than a lot of people I've lived with like I've lived in so many model apartments and I've seen so many different 
relationships with food, like some girls who are not in good places with their bodies and food and who are being told by our agencies to like lose weight. And it's just really hard to watch that, but it's been really cool to be able to be the voice like in the room to be like, okay, you know, but you are, that is who you are and that's how you were made. And to be like a healthier voice in the midst of all this, the chaos and the panic and the comparison and all those voices. I love Mm -hmm. that. So what would you say are some telltale signs that someone might be dealing with an eating disorder? This can be difficult because in our society, I feel like eating disorders are so like well disguised. You know, like there's diets that are literally just eating disorders in disguise. Like for example, orthorexia is something I struggle with too. It's basically like a fear of eating like not clean foods. Mm-hmm. So all these like clean eating diets, like nothing wrong with eating clean. Like, you know, eating vegetables is so, so important, like healthy, so important. But like these like, clean eating diets. So that basically is insinuating that all food that's not this is deemed bad. Because like food yeah. is not a morality issue. Food is not, you're not bad if you eat certain foods. So, you know, like food is just food. It's neutral, right? But then whenever you place black and white categories, like, oh, I, this food is bad. This food is good. This is, I can do this, but I can't do this. Like whenever you start placing rules and restrictions and you feel anxiety around certain foods and certain, you know, in those circumstances, you start to realize that this is controlling your life. And yeah. It, you don't even realize it at first, but people around you might realize it too. But it's just that rigidity, rigidity of just you're afraid of certain foods, maybe. Are you? It may, but plus, body like body size is not an indicator of an eating disorder because right. you can be any size. You can be like overweight, but you can still have an eating disorder. It's not like a certain look. You know, it's all about your mindset and your perspective and your mental health above all else. Yeah, and I think that's a stereotype about eating disorders is that oh, all girls with eating disorders are like really skinny. You can see their ribs and like you can tell, but. There's so many other types of eating disorders and body image issues that people can have without them showing it physically. Yeah. So I definitely true. agree with that. Mm-hmm. I know. And like, because for example, like I like to think of it like this. So let's say somebody is like a you know, normal weight, whatever. And then let's say that's their natural weight. That they're, I think everyone has like a set point weight that they're kind of like geared towards like to maintain. That's kind of like their natural happy weight. Mm-hmm. But if you were like a natural weight and you lose, let's say like 20 pounds, and you're, you're still a normal weight, but for you, that 20 pounds was not necessary and you are not healthy anymore, even though you may look like a normal weight still, but you're not healthy for your body because everybody has right. a happy body and that might not be your happy body. Well, we're going to switch gears here because I know recently you received some negative comments on something you posted. Was that on Facebook? And there were so many mean and hurtful comments. Oh my gosh. So basically I made, I, I vlog on YouTube. And so I made this what I eat in a day video when I was in New York last year. And a couple months ago, I got this email from this um, media company called BT and they were like, Hey, can you feature this video on our Facebook page? And I was like, oh, okay, sure. Whatever. That'd be fun. And so a month later I see on this page that they they posted this video of like my, my, they condensed my video down and I was reading the comments like all of a sudden and I woke up to one day and it had like 500,000 views and there was wow. hundreds of comments already. I was like, oh gosh, it's like really <laughs> blew up. And I was scrolling through and they were all like mean. They were like, this girl is like, looks like she's anorexic. This girl, eh, ugly food. Ooh, her pants are dirty. Oh my gosh, she looks like a full girl boy. Like what? <laughs> that's I just couldn't so help but laugh. Because at first I was like, oh, like that's mean. Oh, I'm kind of hurt. But then I was like, you know what? These people are miserable in their own lives. So they feel the need to bring me down. So right. you know person. And I had a lot of fun making a video about the comments. Like I actually had a really fun time um, taking in the negativity and putting it into positive yes. spin. I love that video too. By the way. <laughs> it was awesome. If y'all ever get a chance to go on her Instagram and watch it, you totally should. She 
She showed them. <laughs> I showed them, man. These all these sixty-year-old Facebook trolls. Like, all these like these parents and grandparents are sitting there on their computers attacking a nineteen-year-old right. girl. You know, like oh, this girl looks like she's twelve. Like oh, that food is gross. She can't cook. Or like, like I bet she threw up all that food. She didn't eat that food. Like. Girl, you don't know me. <laughs> right. And I just, I hate that because again, like with social media, that is harmful. Comments like that can affect people in ways that they don't even realize. And so that could have been a trigger for you or for anybody else to be like, well, man, well, maybe I need to go back to doing what I was doing or whatever yeah. the case may be. And you get back into those irrational thoughts that you had before. And yeah, I just wish people there. would stop doing that. Me too. You know, like, I guess the internet is kind of like a safe place people can like kind of hide behind their screens and they can be like you know being mean but like no one knows it's them but like that's still a person you're talking to you're a person they're a person they have feelings and so right. you're still you know contributing towards whatever that might trigger in them because trigger like it'll set you off and you, it, you're downward spiraling right no, like, going back so I know being in the modeling industry we deal with a lot of rejection a lot of no's mm-hmm. so what I want to know is how do you keep a positive sense of self when you're constantly told no? That can be hard because literally when I'm in New York, I go to maybe like six castings a day or eight castings a day. And like most of them are no's. So it's like every job, like you maybe have 20 castings and you got to get one job maybe from that. So it's a constant no, but I've learned, you know, you can't take it personally. You just can't because there's maybe they weren't looking for that. They weren't looking for your look for this particular job or there's always a reason for it. And I, I am a Christian. And so I trust God with my whole life, all my plans. Yeah. So I know that like whatever happens is for a reason. Um, and so it can be hard though. Cause I'm like, Oh man, I'm like, how am I going to get that job? Like she looks so much better than I am. We're in the same casting line. And I learned that, you know what? I am not lovely because of my outside. I am lovely because of my insides. You know, it's right. funny. Like so many jobs I've gotten this past year have been because of my personality, not because of my looks. So I, I right. walk to a job and they're like, tell me like a fun fact about you. I was like, Oh, I can walk on my hands. So I walked in my hands. Or like, I would tell them a funny <laughs> story from like when I was in Turkey and I peed on my foot, like just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So most jobs, a lot of jobs I've gotten are because of like my personality and like everything else, not just like the way I look. So I've tried to separate that, you know, like sure this isn't my body, but like I am not valuable because of that. I am valuable because of like my heart and like the love I can give and the grace that I can give and like, you know, all those things. So that's been kind of important to me is like finding my, my worth and my confidence and my value, not in my outward appearance because that can make it feel really personal and really harmful when you get rejected. But to be like, no, this is who I am. This is who God created me to be. And I am this, I'm love and I'm grace and I am joy. And I can offer that, not just my body and my face. The mind is a powerful thing. If you let your mind, like the voice that you hear in your head is the voice that you're going to listen to the most, you know? (laughs) So if you let your mind tell you like, Oh, you're not going to get this. You're bad. You suck. You're, you're going to believe it. And you know, you're going to believe it. So it's so important to have like talk good to yourself because like, would you talk to somebody else the way you talk to yourself? That is something right. I like to always bring up because probably not. Most of us do not talk very nice to ourselves. So <laughs> it's so important to have that, that voice of truth and that voice of grace. That's like giving ourselves grace so we can give it to other people too. It kind of extends like that, but it, it, that's so important in this industry because you can lose yourself so fast. And you can so fast. <laughs> oh, and like, it's like nothing is certain. And so like one bad thing can happen and you can just be like, Oh, I'm done forever. But like, no, there's tomorrow. There's the next day. There's so many right. other opportunities online. This just wasn't for me and that's okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So are there any like daily affirmations that you tell yourself? 
Well, when I was in my recovery, one thing that really helped me when I was having really hard periods of time, I would wake up in the morning and I would wake up in my bed and I would sit up and I would say, not today, Satan. I would say, not today, Satan. <laughs> out loud. I would just say it because I needed to hear that. Like, I need to be like that truth spoken into the air because not today, Satan. Like, no, I am not. You're not going to win today. You know, you're not going to win. Um, and then just like trying to have grace with myself, which can be really difficult sometimes, but like that affirmation of like, okay, would I talk to somebody else the way I'm talking to myself right now? Probably not. So how, how do we shift that and make it more like, okay, the way I'm talking to myself, what I, how can I make it a way where I would, I would speak to a friend, you know? So just yeah. kind of flipping that script and speaking any lies I hear, try to speak truth into them. Um, and just, you know, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of a good day, a little that's so cute I love that not today Satan <laughs> I say that a lot on a not daily basis Satan. too like you're not about to mess with this one <laughs> uh-uh. no 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 <laughs> so do you have any advice for anybody who's listening who might be dealing with an eating disorder or body dysmorphia what what, what would you say to them well there's so much I can say to you I wish I could speak, I, I could speak just truth into everybody that struggling because I, I feel for you and I know how you feel and like I know that like when you're in that space there's nothing that anyone else can say that's gonna like make you you know believe like oh you're, you're you look fine like you're yeah. fine like no one else's opinions are gonna matter because that's your own your whole world and your whole reality is based on that and it's, it's it's real to you and so um you know anybody that that is afraid to get help. Like I, I saw a counselor forever and I still do. And like, it's so helpful. So getting help, like is so important. It really can, it validates your struggles and it makes you realize you're not alone. Mm-hmm. So many other people understand you and like, you're never alone because I promise you, like I struggle people. I believe with models. They also struggle. It's, it's not like a, you're not, you're never alone in this struggle. And like you, you can do this. That sounds so cheesy, but like it gets better. It does get better. It's, it's awful at first and you struggle and it's, it's painful and it's hard, but like it does get better. There's another side of the rainbow. So the last thing I want to leave with, which is what I'm going to leave with all of my guests, is I want you to tell us your biggest life lesson. It doesn't have to be about anything we talked about today, just your biggest life lesson, because I feel like for me, especially now, there are a lot of things that I say, oh man, I wish I would have known this when I was that age. So I just want to know the biggest life lesson at this point in your life. What is the biggest life lesson you, that you've learned? Oh, there's so many. Um, well, in the <laughs> past, like, because last year I was traveling. So I went to Turkey for two months and India for two months. And it was a crazy roller coaster. Like so many awful, hard things happened to me, but like it, I've never left the country. So it was this big, like, culture shock and there was the I was modeling and it was horrible conditions and I had so many stories about from the from that experience but in all <laughs> in those four months of this misery and hard work and blood and sweat and tears literally I learned you know this too shall pass this is gonna pass it will pass it always does like I'll be I'll be, I'll be on a set of like this miserable awful like 12 or 14 hour day with no food and nothing and I just feel like you know what it's gonna pass this tomorrow morning this will be over you know even though in the yeah. moment the moment things can feel like they're the end of the world. They can feel like they're never going to end. And like, this is the worst thing ever. My, my life's over, but it's not, it never is, but it always does feel like it. So, but having those moments where you're in those situations and you realize, okay, it's going to pass. The next time you get to a hard place, you're like, okay, that one, I, I got through that. So this is going to be, I can get through this too. You know, I can get through this. So kind of just realizing that like life goes on and it does. And you learn and the hard things are the most important things because they make you who you were supposed to be. And they, they grow you and they teach you lessons and they give you gratitude and just so many things. So the hard things are good things and they might be hard in the moment, but they're good. <laughs> well, Julia, thank you so much for joining me today. This was awesome. And I know that it helped probably so many people. Um, can you give them a way to connect with you, your Instagram, your YouTube? Yeah. Yeah. My Instagram is just at Julia Bonzali. 
that's Julia, and then B H A N S A L I. And then I'm, I have a Spotify um, song, and then I have a YouTube channel. Like, just search my name, and like all the <laughs> platforms will probably come up, and you'll see it. But that's me. <laughs> Yay! All right, you guys. Well, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Again, huge thank you to Julia for joining me, and I will talk to you guys later. Bye. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode. I hope that it was able to enhance your life in some way. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast before you leave. And also follow us on Instagram at underscore girls IRL. Go out and live a fearless and filter free life. And always remember to keep it real. Keep it real.